This is the one and only, the original podcast where you can find yours and your business's true value. You're listening to Our Value. Brought to you by America's insulation source, IDI Distributors. You want to hear from the best contractors, suppliers, and consultants that dedicate themselves to more than just survival in the business world? Industry professionals that are dedicated to excellence in every aspect of their business? Our Value has them all here to share that same motivation and knowledge with you. Tune in and grow a more successful, profitable, educated, and recognized business. Listen to the Our Value podcast to become the industry leader in your market. Find your value with Our Value. Ken Allison here with the R Value Podcast. And today, guys, I am bringing you news from the front, not our front, not the insulation front, but we'll just call it Washington, D.C. Not that that's really a front, but, you know, we all know what we, where the money goes. Speaking of where the money goes, I have with me today, Kara Saul Rinaldi. Kara, you are the main mojo person for a policy group. Now, can, can you explain to me what you guys do and, and why why you do it? Sure, and thanks for having me. Um, I am the president and CEO of the Andil Policy Group. We are based in Washington, D.C., and we work at the federal and state level, uh, and we work on clean energy issues. Um, anything that is uh, clean energy, energy efficiency, renewable energy, climate change, smart technology, advanced technology, advanced energy, that is our space. Um, it's an energy and environmental strategy firm, which means we do everything from writing reports on what are the new innovations and types of policies that states should be looking at, um, uh, to do giving presentations, um, keynote speeches, testifying, and also, of course, lobbying on specific issues. So when you say lobbying on specific issues, then do... Do people in the industry come hire you to try and push something through or do you guys already have things that you're started an agenda on yourself or both? Well, both, both for sure. I mean, I think our advocacy efforts and the the lobbying work that we do uh, and we do, we also, we do regulatory administrative and legislative. And so um, we, I like to say we try. We, our, our job is more to solve problems. So, so there might be a an industry or an NGO um, who comes and says, "This is a problem we want to address. Um, these are the issues we need to, or this is a challenge we're facing, an obstacle to doing business." And um, we work to work through the policy and regulatory space to try and address that. So, guys, here's the main reason I have Carol on here. They are working in the background on something that impacts your business more than you could ever imagine. In fact, Kara, their organization is involved directly with some of the bills for funding retrofit improvements for the United States, meaning the insulation, the air sealing, the building performance. And so, Kara, uh, I know we we went and we did the lobby calls for the Hope for Homes bill. But can you explain to our guys what exactly it is that you guys are driving on Hope for Homes? So the Hope for Homes legislation is made up in uh, two parts. Hope is the home online performance-based energy efficiency training. It's a training, le- it's training le- legislation. It's, um, it's a program 
to advance the training so we can have more trained workers available for hire. Um, not only that, so that small businesses can also have an opportunity to get to get funding to train their workers. Um, we hear all the time from contractors how difficult it is to not only find trained workers, but then hire somebody, spend the time, energy, money to train them, and then potentially in invest in them and have that investment walk away. So how do we as a country invest in those, those trained workers, knowing that installing um, insulation, air sealing really is, it's a craft and it needs to be taught. So um, that is, so there's the HOPE legislation, it's a $500 million program um, that would help, uh, help small businesses and businesses train their workers. Then there's the HOMES Act and, um, and HOMES, is a rebate program. So it's a, it has two parts. One is more prescriptive based. You buy the, you buy insulation and, um, and HVAC, you get paid, you get a, re, a rebate. Um, then the other is deeper retrofits. And those deep retrofits would go through the state energy offices. So every state might have a slightly different program, but we're looking at um, 8.59, even higher billion dollar uh, program. Um, we are looking at this legislation, not only, I mean, it's very popular, it's bipartisan, um, it's had a lot of strength behind it. Um, the big issue is, you know, how is it going to move through this Congress? Um, it's very challenging moving anything through this Congress. And, you know, when, as soon as a bill gets, uh, has some success, everyone wants to jump on board. So we also have that problem with people wanting to change the bill, modify the bill, and so working to make sure that we do that in a way that only improves um, the outcomes once, uh, once it has to be enacted. So one thing I like with this, I know there was a really great push in the beginning and we talked to quite a few representatives. There was a lot of buzz and action around it. Since that time, have you seen the bill flounder? Have you seen it actually continue its momentum and more people come on board? What, what's the temperature, we'll say, of the Homes Act? Oh, yeah, we have you know, dozens and dozens of supporters. Um, we have supporters um, outside of Congress, but including everyone, not just manufacturers and contractors, but also we have environmental groups, we have labor union, we have, we have the... Um, we have uh, uh, implementers, program implementers. We have state energy offices. Um, so we have a broad coalition, and that leads to broad support. We have we have a lot of support in the House. Number of members have come on board thanks to that advocacy day that we had, and a number of new uh, members of Congress came on board to the on board the legislation as co-sponsors. Um, on the Senate side, we have we are led by three very strong leaders. Um, uh, Coons, Shaheen, and Van Holland. Senator Van Holland is the lead co-sponsor. And, um, and really the issue has not been how many senators do you get on board? Because really what we need is either 60 or 50. So the issue is what, what packages can we be a part of? Um, we've already had conversations on the bipartisan infrastructure package. Um, that we're all, but most of our focus right now is on the reconciliation bill. And being a part of budget reconciliation, where a large piece of monies may go through, um, may go through Congress, be signed by the president, and then be able to be utilized by states and others. But overall, the temperature is good. Looks like good. we're still in very the mix. Good. Oh, we are very much in the mix. Very much in the mix. Big issue is you know addressing any controversies that come up, and 
Um, so there are those who want to turn the bill entirely into all electrification, because as you know, electrification and the movement towards renewables, there's a big foot push to um, eliminate any elements of fossil um, subsidy and our and our legislation in the um, you know the deep retrofit programs do allow it's all performance based. So the, the house might be uh, funded by natural gas, and even though our bill requires high efficiency natural gas, that is um, that has been a controversy in some places. Some want it to be more natural gas, right? Then there's others who want there to be you know hey there's there's a lot of cheap natural gas out there. You know, let's make this, you know, let's, how are we addressing this with the low income communities? Um, the bill actually doubles rebates for um, modern income families. How do we make sure we address um, and expand the LMI components? Uh, multifamily was in there. We have to make sure how do we address multifamily. But one thing is for certain and your, for, the, for your listeners is that insulation is key. It is always the key and prime component of, of Hope for Homes because uh, you know, it is the quickest, cheapest way to uh, increase the energy efficiency and the performance of a building. So that has really been the focus um, and has always been one of the base pieces of this legislation. Well, hopefully a lot of the uh, you know, infighting, whatever you wanna call it, gets worked out fairly easily. Cause I know for, for most of us, what we really wanted in the end was something that doesn't leave out the forgotten, which is the, you know, you mentioned there's low income, there's multifamily, they always get money, but the general consumer is who winds up with what I'd call a penance bill more often than not. You know, it's like, oh, if you buy a bunch of insulation, we'll give you back $500, but you're going to have to spend 10 grand to fix your house. And so the second someone isn't destitute, it's really tough to be part of any of these programs because there's just nobody fighting for them. And I thought that was a good thing on this bill was that it, it didn't just leave out the major segment of the population. You know, and the, and the key thing here is, you know, environmental justice does play into all of this and how do we make sure that the LMI community gets served at the same time. But if you look at it from a, if you're trying to address resiliency in this country, if you want to address um, reliability of electricity, if you want to address carbon emissions, you can't do that by only addressing the LMI sector. So I think that is really where um, Hope for Home steps in and says, okay, we have weatherization and we support that for um, our low-income families, um, our moderate-income families who still need additional assistance. They may not qualify for low-income, but they're, they still don't have an extra few thousand dollars in the bank to pay for these additional upgrades. And then upper-income families, hey, they still need to bring 50% of the projects to the table, but if they're willing to put in these adi this additional um, additional money and bring that to the table as well. Well, we should we we should be also providing them rebates because, frankly, it helps make the payback work better for them. More likely that they're going to do the project, and that's good for everyone because that resiliency, those that job creation, that that those that carbon um, uh, reduction, all of that is public good. So, it's part of how do we make sure that we bring public goods to the table in a way. That, that works. And, you know, it's, it means not forgetting everyone, but bringing everyone to the table is part of the solution. I don't want to, anything to dilute this effort, 
But are there other competing efforts? Are there other bills that we should be watching out for or trying to support? There's lots of really good bills. Yeah. I mean, I think certainly that there's tax legislation, the 25C tax credit. I think your a lot of your um, or the uh, 45L, which 45L has to do with new homes, 25C has to do with existing homes. These are all um, important tax policies that are useful. Hope for Homes also is a rebate program and, and which is helpful, with, particularly if you don't have a tax liability. But, you know, tax credits are good, too. And they're part of building that, you know, um, that the capital stack needed to make these projects happen. So, I, you know, both of those bills are, um, you know, something we're working on. And we certainly support the 25C legislation as well. The, um, the SAVE Act, which is a, um, a way of helping put in all of these measures into um, be under consideration and your utility bill under consideration when you're refinancing your house or financing your house. So that can be, um, that's also really helpful because, you know, insulation is one of those things people don't see. They see the granite countertops and they see the new bathroom and they see the nice tiles and paint, um, but they don't see that insulation in the attic and the walls. And we want that to be accounted for when people are financing their homes. So that it, it gets that value and highlights the value. Um, also, workforce training bills. Again, I mean, hope is in there, but there's bigger workforce training bills. There's the blue collar to green collar jobs bill. How do we help get um, more people who are in transition to see this industry as a career path? Because I hear from contractors across the country that they need workers. They need good workers. They need skilled workers. And we want to create more uh, career paths that bring those workers there so that we, um, so people can grow their businesses. Um, you know, we want to create jobs and grow businesses, but we need people to be a part of that. Perfect. Well, are there things that, uh, our IDI contractors should be doing locally in order to help support your efforts and maybe help move this bill forward? You know, you should, if I, I would say to every uh, contractor, be a part of this solution don't think that you're by reaching out to your member of Congress and telling them you like the help for homes legislation. It should be a part of the you know infrastructure bills. Um, don't think that they're not listening. Um, they absolutely are listening. Um, though we got a bunch of new co-sponsors as a result of our lobby days. Um, you can contact uh, Skip on my team, who's lurking here on this uh, on this podcast at um, you know Skip at Andil.com, A-N-N-D-Y-L.com, and um, or me Kara at Andil.com, um, and you know be a part of the solution. Um, the other thing is they can join the Building Performance Association. That's who was a part of um, this lobby day that we did, um, and go to buildingperformance.org you know, join as a, be a member, make sure that you're on, you're available for the net, that next lobby day, make sure that you're getting our notes and newsletters and know what's happening because, um, you know, these vo voices from the field matter more than any other voices. Um, so we'd love to help echo what you're, what you're feeling. That is awesome. I'm so glad you said that because I, I remember on the Zoom calls watching the senators and the Congress people's uh, faces light up when they would see someone local on the lobby call. Yeah. 
And it really is the truth. They really want to know that people from their area care about this and have decided that this is something viable that we should be doing. So that I cannot thank you enough for taking time to do this Uh, again, guys. That is, you can reach out to Skip or Kara at A-N-N-D-Y-L dot, is it org? Com. Dot com. com. Andil.com. Thank you again. Any last thoughts for our contractors? Well, the other thing is to join Building Performance, the Building Performance Association at buildingperformance.org because those guys, you know, keep the messages going out there. So I want to keep people informed too. Awesome. Well, thank you again for your time and good luck powering this thing through. Well, thank you so much for having me and thanks for joining the lobby day. It was really helpful to have you there. 